You know, when I think about the metaverse, I, I get people to take a step back and let's start with the parent company, which, you know, these aren't necessarily my words, but it's gaming. So it's really incumbent upon gaming to get brand safety right so the metaverse has a real shot. So when you think about the notion of sexism, racism, uh, the, the thing about that's different in, say, the film industry, because that's the industry gaming is always pitted against, the governance in film is around actors is the media. You know, it's the paparazzi, it's, it's the public opinion. Everything is above the line. Nothing even stays below the line long enough. But in gaming, so much is below the line. So when you start to think about it in terms of who's, who the watchdogs are, whether they're governing bodies or they're just people voyeuristically or entities that have a staked value in, in reporting it, that doesn't exist as part of the, the inherent social infrastructure. So it lacks social governance. So when you start thinking about brand safety, you really have to be working with stewards who can pull you in through the experience because it's it's in a live stream sort of experience. It's not a flat static environment like our typical social networks or our content platforms we spend a lot of days on now. It's very much uh, more relatable to a sort of an infinite tour of something you are going through. So there's a there's a lot of elements where there's lack of line of sight. And you really have to work with partners that can give you accurate line of sight because that's what's gonna need to really ensure the safety of the brands when anyone can scout out an event. But when you start scouting out a three-day virtual walkthrough, you know, the average client just doesn't have three days to walk through a metaverse environment to make sure everything is safe. So you really have to be dealing with, with partners related to a controlled environment where certain things can exist uh, and ultimately get sort of mitigated. And I think that's gonna be the biggest challenge is, is the, the leap of faith that needs to be taken amongst brands and the need to have partners who who can bait sort of the, the if you want to say the watchdogs and, and really understand all the elements that would put a brand at risk. And that, that's just a massive conversation when you start to think about how does a brand start to unpack how to play safely in an environment where they just can't see easily visually everything that's taking place. Yeah, you know, it all starts with like brand mentality. And one of the things that you and I talked about was like, look, brands will have to exist in three universes, in real life, on flat, static platforms, content sites, social networks, and in the metaverse. So think about how daunting that is for a brand to manage their mentality, their presence, their identity in three different universes. So when you start thinking about the metaverse as a first step, it, no different than even when brands started to uh, present themselves at point of sale. They find a trusted partner. So if you're in retail, you look at a CVS, you look at a big box, a Lowe's, a Costco, your leading grocery store. If you go into metaverse, uh, which is a totally different environment, you start to look at, okay, well, who's, who has de who has like a dedicated control community? Like Complex Land is really a three-day metaverse experience. The great thing about it is, you know, it's all about culture. Uh, it's only three days. You know, the idea is it's a, it's a controlled environment that has a singular aim uh, based on the complex manifesto editorially and whether it's at the inter intersection of culture. So it's a, it's a safe inroads for a brand. And that's what brands need to look for is a first stepping stone. Uh, instead of going into sort of a, an environment that's more like Wild Wild West where there's so much going on, you know, someone who has a dedicated vision, it's timestamp, uh, more of a narrow domain as it relates to, because I think their, their own brand mentality is they size up, hey, should we be in this space? It's very easy when you find a partner that focuses on a specific thing in the metaverse and you use it as an opportunity to trial the environment to see what, what, how should our brand start to show up in the future? What was the level of receptivity? Did we like the level of inclusion? Was it smart? 
does it uh, does it track? And, and it, again, I think brands will look at being something in the metaverse. They can't always be in real life on a static social network. It's kind of like saying, well, look, we're boring in person. We're boring in retail, but in the metaverse, we can be hot. We can be dynamic. But what, what does that look like? So I think it's incumbent upon brands to find easy points of entry. Same thing when people went into digital and started looking at social networks and this, they said, okay, Facebook seems to be the safest. So that's where we'll start before we look at environments like YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, and all the other ones. And so I think the same sort of due diligence needs to be needs to be exercised so the brands don't lose their shirt and end up getting screenshotted being around something unsavory that popped and then becomes sort of a major news story. So I think it's that calculated risk that they're really going to have to size up while they get very comfortable with their own identity is going to be in that universe. I, you know, it's it's interesting because you really got to get into each brand's identity. So I think it, there's a level of specificity for which a brand needs to show up. I mean, we're always prudent in saying, based upon your strategy, your customer profile, how people make decisions around you. This is not necessarily for you, which is totally fine, but we do the same thing when we do programmatic, when we look at uh, social environments, because clients have asked us about Snapchat, and I'm like, oh, you're not really a Snapchat brand. You're more of a Facebook proper brand between Facebook and Instagram. So we make the same decision, same thing at the experiential level we do with Walt Nisenson. It's like, okay, these are the type of events where you have brand likeness and you should show up and present, and these are the events that really are kind of out of pocket unless you're gonna evolve your brand identity and all of a sudden it is a space for you to play. So I think there will always be that notion of, yeah, that, I know that looks hot and sexy and everybody else is there, maybe your competitor's there, but that's actually not you. So you, you're gonna look at the agency world and media media partners nearly need to double down in understanding their client at a greater level of intimacy because of what the metaverse requires, as well as the level of interaction engagement that, that can essentially take place. So you almost have to use a bit of a web 2.0 world and then an experiential world if those two merge and start to find the commonality of how you should and shouldn't play in the sandbox to really make decisions. I mean, look, the great thing is the metaverse almost feels infinite, which means there almost be infinite opportunity for brands to uh, find a, a place uh, to, to a place to spe- a, a space to play in, excuse me. But I think that's going to be sure. important to them to sit through that. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I consider a... when you start to get into VR, because I went into did a Black Film Festival participation. I ended up running into someone who I haven't seen. Last time I saw him was on a panel, and it was five years ago. And I'm like, wow, I got to I got to get into VR into a virtual environment to actually connect with you. And we were we were joking about it, and it's one of those things that it breeds a, a greater degree of intimacy. It seems one step removed from them standing physically in front of me. So I think the 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 sensory input in the metaverse, you know, driven from VR, is what will will make you know the infractions around things that are sexism or, or racism related that much more visceral. That's why it's more of a high stakes business uh, than some other facets of gaming, where where. It's not that that sort of engagement. When we get into haptics, where you know you can obviously, as they say, give somebody a virtual hug or shake their hand. I mean, then, then we're really starting to accelerate that all the sensory appeal of, of, of what moves human beings. I think the one thing that's that's powerful about being in VR and metaverse is the the ability to read body language and body cues. Um, but I think you know, look, the environments are going to have to set the rules of engagement from from beginning so i like a lot of the stuff that sandbox is doing because look you need disclaimers you need an iab for the metaverse you know i mean you you need everything you need a double verify for the metaverse i mean you need you, you need probably even more in a modern era because look it biases an ai biases in everything so the metaverse will have environments built with bias people are going to have to deconstruct them from the beginning against all the different means of bias 
and they're gonna have to put that almost like in print, even if you can't enter the door. The same way you can't get into buildings without showing a vaccination. It's like you have to show people this will be an inclusive, friendly environment and, and there will be repercussions for not adhering to those particular standards. So I, I think that's how blatant uh, the, the metaverse has to be to ensure the safety and to ensure that brands, i.e. the check riders, will actually show up. Because when you start thinking about CPG brands, a lot more conservative banking and finance, you know, these are businesses that have a zero tolerance because they're run by lawyers. And I think what people see is the entertainment brands playing in space, but the large body of the spending comes from your Unilevers and PNGs of the world. And they have a very different standard about what is uh, essentially gonna be compliant. Yeah, I think brands really gotta lock down what their mentality is gonna be in the metaverse because it's a totally different universe and they need, to, they need to spend the time doing diligence around that because how you show up on a social network versus how you show up at you know, a retail store, is very different from an, in a, an environment where you can hyper-connect with individuals at scale. And I think that's very different. I, I think that's what brands are gonna have to start to really sort of lock down is like, who are we in the metaverse that's very consistent where we've been as a corporation or as the brand identity now? And who do we want to be? I think there's a massive opportunity for brands to almost recreate themselves. We could see the rebirth of brands that were almost left for dead because the metaverse will allow them to explore a new identity and connect with ways they just couldn't through other channels. But I think that's what they're gonna have to really sit down and decide is, is, is who are we and who are we to that ultimate consumer in that environment. And Matt.